You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Feel like who art Ed? Who art Ed? Mr. Wood art Ed me. <laughs> yeah. Either way, it, it's ambiguous. It works on so many levels. I know. That's off to a great start. Welcome to Who Arted, where we explore visual arts in an audio medium. I'm your host, Kyle Wood, and before I get started on this week's mini episode on the pyramids at Giza, I did want to take a moment to just say a big thank you to everybody who's been listening and telling their friends. I have noticed that this show has gotten a bit of an uptick lately, um, quite a few more downloads in the last month or so, and I appreciate all of you who have helped to spread the word about the show. And I'd really appreciate it if you could help me keep that momentum going by just leaving a rating or review on your favorite podcast app to help others discover the show. Now, as I said, the subject for today's mini episode is going to be the Pyramids at Giza. The pyramids constructed by the ancient Egyptians at Giza are the last of the seven wonders of the ancient world that still remain. These massive stone monuments have left people awestruck for thousands of years. True to the distinction as wonders of the ancient world, people have wondered and speculated about how the Great Pyramids were constructed pretty much as long as they've been around. While some conspiracy theorists like to talk about aliens because they cannot conceive of a world in which ancient people could figure out how to build a pile, I'm going to go out on a limb and say the pyramids were built by people. For a long time, it was believed that the labor of enslaved people was used to construct the pyramids, but from what I have been reading, archaeologists tend to believe that was not actually the case. There is evidence that many of the people working there were actually um, well-respected, well-paid. They were skilled laborers, and... Um, Some say it was considered to have been an honor to be constructing such a monumental work. So it may have been a sought-after position to be building the pyramids. Archaeologists have found evidence of encampments around the pyramids, suggesting that there was a group of skilled craftsmen permanently stationed to work while crews around 2,000 workers would be brought in seasonally. Wet silt would essentially lubricate the path, making it smoother and easier for the men to move the two and a half ton blocks from the quarry to the construction site. 
Archaeologists believe that groups of 20 would pull each stone, and around 300 stone blocks could be transported from the quarry to the pyramid each day. Even with a large crew, that's a lot of work. So why do all that? The pyramids were burial sites for the pharaohs. The entire form is based on the sun. Ancient Egyptian mythology stated that the first pharaoh was Ra, the sun god. The pharaohs were descendants of Ra, and after they died, they would go up into the sky walking on the sun's rays. The earliest pyramids were step pyramids, literally stairs leading up into the sky. At the time of the construction, the Great Pyramids were covered in a smooth casing of polished limestone, so they would reflect the sun's light and shine in the desert, making them visible from miles away. The Pyramid of Khufu was built around 2500 BCE, and it was the tallest man-made structure in the world at the time. It held on to that distinction, remaining the tallest man-made structure for over 3,000 years, until 1311, when the Lincoln Cathedral was built. I have to imagine the pyramids gleaming in the desert sun would have been quite the awe-inspiring sight in their prime. Of course, over the years, people pried the limestone off for use in other construction projects. While we typically see photographs of the pyramids surrounded by desert sands, if the photographer snapped a photo from the other side, we would see the pyramids next to a vast metropolis. Cairo is home to around 20 million people. It's one of the biggest urban centers in Africa, so the ancient wonders sit next to modern conveniences. If you want to go see the pyramids at Giza in the morning, you can stop off at Pizza Hut for lunch. It's an interesting juxtaposition that forces people to confront the tension between progress and preservation. The pyramids are a UNESCO World Heritage Site, but preservation efforts have required rerouting planned highways and other efforts that lead some to question the degree to which those living today must be inconvenienced to preserve monuments to those who died thousands of years ago. Interestingly, as they were constructed as a giant burial chamber, this is kind of the problem that has been with the pyramids from their creation. I mean, thousands of workers, the living, were spending years, decades, working to create something for the pharaoh when he died. It's said that it would cost about a billion dollars to build a pyramid. And that's not even including the vast treasures that were buried inside with the pharaohs. On some level, it feels painful to dedicate so much effort and so many resources to people who wouldn't be around to enjoy them. At the same time, these monuments are a World Heritage Site. It is a major tourist attraction and a boon to the tourism industry in Egypt today. And it was an awe-inspiring sight in the time of their creation. The pyramids have been a wonder of the world for several millennia. So I guess that billion dollars is probably a pretty good investment. Of course, pollution, grave robbing, planned demolition, other man-made threats have chipped away at the pyramids over the millennia. 
proving the one constant in humanity appears to be we cannot have nice things. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. This week, I'm not sharing a fan fact. I wanted to instead take a moment to say a big thank you to those who reached out to me after my presentation for the Art of Ed University's NOW conference. It was a tremendous honor and a privilege when Tim Bogatz asked me to put together a presentation for the NOW conference this summer. For those unfamiliar, the Art of Education University is one of the best sources for professional development for art teachers. I have been going to that website, I have been using their resources, I have been listening to Art Ed Radio, their podcast, I have been taking advantage of everything the Art of Ed University has to offer for quite some time now. They have the greatest resources, and it was a tremendous honor and a privilege when they asked me to put together a little presentation to go along with the NOW conference that they put on this summer. I really want to say a big thank you to all of you who took the time to give a kind word, whether it was in the comments section on the presentation or sending me an email with your questions and comments and following up. I absolutely love being a part of the discussion, getting to meet other art teachers, and it means a lot when people reach out. It feels nice to be noticed in that way. So thank you. I really do appreciate it. And if any of you want to keep the conversation going, feel free to email me, whoartedpodcast at gmail.com. I've got lots of free resources available to you on my website, whoartedpodcast.com. And if you want to be a part of the show, you can share your fun facts, email them to me, or fill out the form on the website, and you might hear your fun fact on a future Friday episode. This concludes this week's episode of Who Arted, part of the Airwave Media Podcast Network. If you found this tolerable, please leave a rating or review on your favorite podcast app. You can find images of the work being discussed this week and every week on social media at Who Arted Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And of course, on the website, whoartedpodcast.com. Podcast done.